you listen to this podcast, if you're interested in education, if you're a young person at the start of your post-high school journey, your early adult life, university and college are very controversial topics. Uh, some people bash it. Some people endorse it still. Um, there's a lot of heat. There's a lot of hate. Yeah, it remains a very big part of life, and I think it will remain a big part of life for a long time. So how can we get more granularity and clarity around this concept of tertiary education and the most traditional hierarchically regimented in our culture form, which is uh, the university and college. So I think what I want to do is break down some of the different use cases I've noticed from my work, personal experience. I mean, I'm a young person after all with people, my, my own peer group, as well as contacts and friends who are slightly younger. And you notice some of the different types of, or sorry, the different batches of reasons for going through this university uh, in my part of Lord Australia or in the States, uh, college experience. Now, the best and, and, and the most significant and the useful is the whole campus experience. So this is someone, if you want a great example of this, I always reference it, Scott McEwen, uh, my constant student co-founder, 18 and Lost co-author, his chapter, chapter one of 18 and Lost, so are we, talks about how he really thrived from uh, the campus at his university in Sydney. Not that he participated in every single society, but he made the most of opportunities, contacts and people within the campus. He used it like an ecosystem and a springboard rather than just showing up for his degree. The campus, whether you're at college, whether you're at a, um, at a conventional university anywhere in the world, I guarantee you if there is a strong ecosystem and campus, that will be the best part of a modern university experience. I can guarantee you by a long run. Now, category number two is the social experience. The social experience is there for the partying, the drinking, the fun, the college lifestyle perhaps, uh, the, the sports, the balance, the flexibility, and the experiences, a large part of it is social. Now this is a perfectly fine and valid reason to go to a university uh, on, on its own. Uh, what I would draw attention to if you're in this bucket or you know someone in this bucket is the cost, just making sure that if there's debt and everything associated with this experience, that it's justified because it might be a big price to pay. But I think we don't want to take for granted that the right uh, sort of campuses and environments are a great place for young people to express themselves, learn more about themselves, create uh, or develop a new version of themselves, find new pockets and tap into. It's not a consistent experience I find with the people I talk to, but I know that it can be that and the social element, element of it can be enjoyable. Uh, the problem is everyone kind of has this assumption. I thought that I would go to university and find um, 500 women flocking after me all the time, meet all these super cool friends, and it didn't really happen. Then again, I didn't really put effort into making it happen. So that's an interesting use case because uh, the the question I have around using university or college like that is is the debt. I don't think that's a good thing to, if you're not paying for your degree up front, imagine most people aren't, it's not a clever thing to um, not a clever thing to participate in purely from a, a finance by debt. Uh, we normally use debt for um, more direct investments, right? Things that you can get paid back from rather than experiences. It's a rule of thumb. All right. Now another use case, getting to more the practical side of things, is qualifi qualifying you for a certain job. 
This is where it gets a bit murky. Now, some jobs genuinely require you to have a degree and there's not many other pathways to getting uh, either a certification or a qualification for a job. Easy examples are medicine, uh, being a doctor, lawyer, um, engineer, perhaps a psychologist, anything where you leave with that actual qualification. Now, that doesn't mean, and I'm still very critical of um, perhaps the learning and the way the learning is arranged for people going down those career pathways. Don't think that examinations and tests and the boring assignments and things that are not engaging um, are necessary evils just because you can justify it with a qualification at the end. But in saying that, it is a pretty practical reason to go. As long as you know that you, you're deeply interested in that pathway or open to changing if you find that you're no longer interested in the accreditation pathway you're getting. Now, to contrast this, something like the arts, uh, like an arts degree, doesn't really give you a kind of clear qualification. However, if you want to be an academic or a scholar, perhaps you'll really like university and that'll be a great um, pathway for you. Now, we're, we're going down the, the kind of hierarchy, but yeah, the qualification for a job thing is something that people, I mean, a lot of young people do not check the assumptions around this and they do not uh, gather a great awareness of any alternative pathways. But uh, part of being young is being dumb, so if that's... Uh, if you're not willing to do the homework, then you will learn and kind of get what you are owed. Um, another one, this is the number four, and this one really got to me, is the prestige. Uh, funnily enough, my decision-making process around university was I started with the most prestigious degrees I could get into, and I worked backwards from there. It violates literally everything I stand for right now, and I do not recommend it. Uh, prestige is a very hollow badge to hold up. You think it impresses people. Uh, if, it, if it does impress them, it's momentary. They might acknowledge it at a party or something, but it really won't carry much weight and it's unlikely to make you feel very good. Go back to episodes 15 and 16 of this podcast. I think from memory, the pleasure treadmill. Uh, not recommended, guys. doesn't hold up. Uh, prestige as a goal, uh, whether it's a luxury item in your lifestyle or some sort of degree or a doctorate or something that makes you feel smart. Uh, is is normally on the hollow side. It's hard for that to really provide sustained fulfillment and it might not really carry the weight in your job in, or industry that you think it does um, because if so many other people have it too, then it loses its significance. Now, we're kind of getting worse as, as we go down here. So number, what are we up to? One, two, three, four, five. Everyone else does. So this was the education conveyor belt uh, argument I made, not yesterday, but the day before that everyone's doing it, this is a rite of passage, I don't even think about it, I just figured what degree am I going to look for. Because you're presented with this overwhelming pressure and assumption that going to university or college is just a rite of passage, and it's the thing people like you do, or the people, the things people like you do, um, is not a very good reason. It's not a very good reason to do anything just because uh, everyone participated in the Holocaust or the Gestapo. Does that make it right to do? Um, maybe not as dramatic in your mind, but let's see when we look back in 100 years. So just because everyone else does it, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I know it's easier said than done. I know that it's more of a pressure and emotional thing. And that's the thing too, by the way. 
there's not many young people who really go through these decisions they make with a really um, impressive logic about them. There's not too much kind of clear thinking around it. There is a lot of, and, and rightly so, there's so much um, distraction. Uh, there's so much fear that hugs these decisions, so much anxiety around it. It's, it's really quite challenging. Um, and also they have no clarity on what the world is like from their own experience. They only get to hear about it through other people's experience. No one really gets to try college or university first. That's a big challenge. And then the last one is that people who think, I guess, an extension of doing it because everyone else does, doing it because you think you have to do it. And I made a post on LinkedIn recently about a good friend of mine, Adrian Caputo, who I find very inspiring, who got a terrible mark after high school in Sydney's education system, but fought hard for years to make it to his dreams to become a paramedic. He's really on his way now. He's qualified and now he's trying to get his job. He found a roundabout way. He went through a TAFE, which is a different kind of education um, institution in New South Wales, in my part of the world, and eventually got into university. And now he's trying to get his first job. So you don't necessarily have to do it. That's enough for today. We keep going with this topic tomorrow. And uh, for more, just head to the show notes. You can sign up and grab the newsletter and grab any highlights from episodes that you miss and the full directory. Thank you very much, guys. Remember to keep opening doors for others.